Hey everybody, it's Drags. It's Wednesday, May 6th. Time for episode 349 of Patriots Beat on the CLNS Media Network. Find us at clnsmedia.com and follow us. As always on Twitter, at Patriots CLNS. Welcoming back this week, Sierra Goodwill, my partner in crime on the CLNS Media Network, along with Evan Lazar. Follow her on Twitter, at all one word, Sierra Goodwill. And on Instagram, at the same address, at Sierra Goodwill. You are an Instagram maven, or princess. How do you want to be referred to on Instagram? Because uh, you do uh, a wonderful job with your Instagram page. Thanks, Trags. I try. You know, got to keep the stories going, especially in quarantine. There's not much uh, action going on for people to take pictures for their feed. So you got to keep them entertained with your stories, you know. So um, a little bone to pick, and it's a minor yeah. one. It's it's only me. You You'll understand this when I get to it. When I see people um, posting pics of their favorite um, bandana or uh, face covering, it's yes. hard, I get triggered. You understand that? Do you understand I do. why I get triggered? I, I do. It's it's sensitive for me because I just don't want to be reminded. However, I do understand that people are trying to bring some lighthearted feel mm-hmm. to everything that's going around going on around us, but yeah. I, I don't know. It's you just know, one of those things. Go ahead, Sarah. What? My mom made made some masks in her free time because she's losing her mind without seeing her her daughters and her family. Uh, and so she just uh, watched a bunch of YouTube videos, learned how to learned how to make some face masks, mailed them to all her kids, and so I had to show it off on the Instagram. You so know. how bad does Mike feel right about now? <laughs> Pretty bad. <laughs> Uh, all right. I get it. I get it. It's just, it's one of those sensitivities I'm going through. Everybody has their own way of dealing with what's going on now. And I think I'm seeing a light at the end of the tunnel. And I hope with the announcement of the NFL schedule, and I actually think um, the NFL is trying to provide some hope out there, um, announcing this week that they will release not only the regular season schedule on Thursday night at 8 o'clock on the NFL Network, but they will also release the preseason schedule. So that's something to look forward to, certainly uh, with a positive uh, frame of mind. Absolutely. Us sports reporters are really thankful for the NFL during this quarantine between the draft and now the schedule release. And we can at least talk about the start of the season with hopes that it's going to start on time. So that's been a great way to stay connected to the sports world. I'm excited to, for the for the schedule release. I'm going to sit down and watch it like it's the NFL draft and get excited about it because what else is there to watch, you know? So it'll be interesting to see the Patriots have a doozy of yes. a home schedule. So it'll be it'll be interesting to see how, how it shakes out. Well, I also think that fans are more engaged with the NFL. And here's my theory on that, Sierra. Feel free to disagree. And that is because I don't, I think fans have counted out the NBA and NHL because I think they, I think most fans believe if those sports come back, they're going to be in front of empty arenas and it's just not going to feel, it's going to feel like they're fulfilling TV obligations and trying to crown a champion in each sport just for the sake of crowning the champion. I do understand it, but I think, and baseball is at the point where, you know, you may have if you're lucky, a hundred games and then a compressed playoff situation with the NFL. I still think uh, fans in their mindset, the NFL can still have a season in which its integrity is not disrupted. 
Absolutely. And I think it's far enough out right now where nobody knows what the situation right. is going to be. So everyone's just hanging on to the hope of, okay, maybe there will be some semblance of normalcy come the NFL season and we're all just clinging to that. So it's been, it's been nice to be able to focus on that. All right. Some news. Former Patriots director of college scouting, Monty Ossenfort, is headed off to Nashville, joining the Titans as their director of player personnel. The uh, Sports Illustrated was the first to report it, and then ESPN later confirmed it on Monday evening. Um, this should not come as a surprise to anybody. First of all, the guy doing the hiring of Austin Fort in that situation was John Robinson. He is the Titans general manager and uh, worked with Austin Fort for eight years in New England. They'll obviously join forces now in a quest to bring the first ever Super Bowl title to Tennessee. You've got Mike Vrabel there. Look, I think the biggest reason this happened was Nick Casario was going nowhere in that similar position uh, as director of player personnel for the Patriots. And you have Bill Belichick, who I think is probably going to want to coach up until his 50th year of service in the NFL. That would be the 2024 NFL season. And that's just a guess, a speculation, nothing on the inside that I know. But that sounds about right. So if that is the case with Casario and Belichick, there was really nowhere for Austin Fort to go within the Patri- inside the Patriots structure. Right. And you see this, I feel, pretty often within the Patriots coaching staff. Not a ton of turnover at those uh, highly touted positions. So it was kind of bound to happen for Austin Fort. But obviously a decent loss because he was a big part of bringing in guys like Malcolm Butler and J.C. Jackson as undrafted free agents. And Great he was point. always kind of one of the ones finding those hidden gems. Uh, and we know how the Patriots love their UDFAs and their streak of how many years of uh, UDFA making the 53-man roster. And Austin Fort had a lot to do with that. So definitely a loss for the Patriots. But like you said, not not hugely shocking. You know, uh, it's interesting. Austin Fort recently uh, interviewed for the Browns general manager job, which went to Andrew Barry. Uh, and the other interesting aspect to this. Patriots blocked Austin Fort from interviewing for the Texans GM job last year, much in the same way they blocked um, Nick Casario. So um, I think this is Austin Fort's chance to, you know, get from out under the uh, Patriots structure, you know, spread his wings a little bit and certainly increase his role. He won't be traveling, I don't think, as much. He, you know, certainly in, in terms of uh, family life, I think it's going to be a little bit easier for him. He gets a little bit more responsibility. Um, he spent the last six years as director of college scouting. He did a great job, Sierra, of telling us some of the players, keep Patriot players that he has, uh, had a hand in, uh, recruiting and bringing to New England. I, I think this is a, you know, no lose situation for Austin Fort because, you know, he is going to a situation where, He's going to be working with people he's very, very familiar with, and John Robinson and, and Mike Vrabel. Yep, can't blame him. He's doing what Josh McDaniels wish he could and couldn't. So getting out and, and like you said, bringing up the Patriots, the fact that they blocked him from the Texans last season like they did McDaniels. And so Austin Fort, you know, taking the opportunity to move up the chain, and you can't blame him. 
Andy Dalton to the Cowboys. Um, at, at, at first glimpse, that surprised me. Then I thought, well, he's from Texas. You know, obviously played at TCU. The Dallas connection is strong. It's one year, three million guaranteed with potential of making seven million. I didn't read Todd Archer's, uh, column in full yet, but, uh, it, it would be, it would take a lot for Dalton to reach that four million extra dollars. But what was your reaction to Dalton signing in Dallas? You know, like you said, the the Texas connection uh, made it not super shocking. I think he has a house in Dallas already, so he doesn't have to buy property. He doesn't have to move his things. So really convenient uh, signing for Dalton himself. But also if we're going to talk about the Patriots and make this Patriots related, I was not shocked that he didn't land with the Patriots, but I think it's just another step forward in cementing the fact that it's the Jarrett Stidham era yeah. and Fox and fans need to get used to it. And we can kind of put to rest this veteran quarterback free agent talk because I don't think it's happening here in New England. I think Belichick likes what he has in that quarterback room with Stidham and Brian Hoyer and Andy Dalton signing with the Cowboys and essentially having no interest from the Patriots at all just further cements that. Well, and I, I also think a couple of things that in play, at play here. If the Patriots did not have Brian Hoyer, that would be, it would, the dynamic would certainly be different because I don't think Belichick would hesitate in bringing in Andy Dalton at three million guaranteed to push Jarrett Stidham, certainly with a veteran quarterback who knows the NFL. I, I think Belichick would have probably, uh, been more inclined to do that, but with Brian Hoyer, who already knows the Patriots system and knows Josh McDaniels, there's no reason to bring in, uh, you know, uh, Andy Dalton type uh, at this point. And I just thought a lot of it was smokescreen. I just never saw the Patriots genuinely interested, I guess is the best way I could put it, uh, in a guy like Andy Dalton, whose decision-making is just off at, at, at certain times during critical moments of games. He is a great off-the-field presence, though. And, um, yeah. you know, I think Dallas gets something out of that. And certainly that's insurance behind Dak Prescott. Absolutely, and I think it's clear that the Patriots like Brian Hoyer. This is not his first stint with the Patriots, and like I said, I mean, it's the unknown is scary, I guess, for the for Patriots fans. And when something's been so concrete for two decades in Tom Brady, and not even concrete, it's you had the greatest quarterback of all time leading your organization. So obviously, there's worry when okay, the next guy in command is potentially a second year. Uh, NFL quarterback with essentially no starting experience whatsoever. So I get the nerves, but it's been proven time and time again this offseason. Belichick's ready to roll with Stidham. Speaking with Sierra Goodwill, uh, host of Patriots Press Pass on our CLNS Media YouTube channel. Uh, she does a fabulous job covering the Patriots along with Evan Lazar for CLNSmedia.com. Follow her on Twitter at Sierra Goodwill, all one word. With currently no NBA, NHL, or MLB, you might think there's nothing to bet on. Well, you'd be wrong. Our exclusive partner, Bet Online, still has hundreds of events, games, and props to wager on. From their online casino to poker and blackjack, they are bringing the Vegas to you. Missing the NFL? No problem. Bet Online has live daily Madden NFL 20 simulations you can wager on. If you're into entertainment betting, you can still bet on Survivor, Big Brother, American Idol, stock prices, and yes, even the Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest this July 4th. All open 24 hours a day and all online. 
Visit the website or use your mobile device and join today to receive your new welcome bonus. Bet online, your online wagering solution. Speaking with Sierra Goodwill, uh, doing an amazing job covering the Patriots on Patriots Press Pass. Subscribe to that. I implore you all listening right now, subscribe to our YouTube channel, Patriots Press Pass. Sierra does a, an amazing job hosting that uh, with uh, Evan Lazar. You've heard of him and uh, yours truly on occasion. I uh, pop on there, so it's my honor to do so. But definitely subscribe to that. Sierra does an amazing job with that. Follow her on Twitter at Sierra Goodwill, all one word. All right. We are going to move on to the part of the show that uh, I like to call looking ahead. I just came up with that on my own, just so you know, Sierra. Uh, Looking ahead to the 2020 NFL season, I want to start with five Patriots you think have the most to prove in their second year with the team. And fire away. So I'm going to start here with probably the most obvious at the top of the chain with wide receiver Nikhil Harry. Obviously, the questions are, was he worth a first-round pick in 2019? And not only that, was he worth not drafting a wide receiver in 2020 for the Patriots? Because Bill Belichick essentially said that he didn't draft a wide receiver this year in the draft because, one, he likes – the group he has, and two, because he spent a first-round draft pick on a wide receiver last year, and we still haven't quite seen Harry's potential. Obviously, his stint on injured reserve and that he had to learn the playbook and a complicated offense that didn't come to him super quickly. Tom Brady didn't really want to work with him as much as we'd seen in the past because he knew it was his final year in New England. So I think it's a big, huge year for Nikhil Harry does he live up to the expectations? He's working with the footwork king this offseason. Seems like he's really focused, but a significant jump needs to come from Harry in his second season. All right. Um, I, I think that's an excellent choice. Uh, he's certainly on that list. I just have to see more explosive playmaking from Nikhil Harry. And I don't mean just, you know, flying down the field and breaking away from a defender. I mean making plays in the red zone. And we started to see, uh, and Evan has pointed this out on several occasions, Josh McDaniels became a lot more comfortable using him in red area situations later in the year. But we've got to see him start making plays um, like big-time receivers make over defenders uh, in tight spaces and I, I I love that choice uh, of Nikhil Harry as one of the five Patriots certainly with a lot to prove in year number two how about another I'm gonna go with Chase Winovich because he carved out a nice role for himself on special teams last year by the end of the season he was playing about a third of the defensive snaps he was really adding to the pass rush but He's got to take a big step up in year two because the boogeymen are gone. I know we've talked a lot about 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 the loss of Kyle Van Noy, Jamie Collins this offseason. And Chase Winovich now is not only going to have to help fill that void and really increase uh, his workload in 2020, but now they have a really young linebacker group because that was an area of need they addressed heavily in the 2020 NFL draft. He's got his friend from Michigan, Josh Uche, coming in. They're really similar type of player. So not only is Winovich going from a rookie with a big special teams role and helped out on defense, saw his production increase towards the end of the 2019 season, he's going to have to play a much more significant role and potentially mentor these younger guys in year two that are coming into this linebacker group from the 2020 NFL draft. All right. Another one. Let's go Jarrett Stidham. 
I think the obvious that's a here, pretty yeah that's a pretty obvious one. Although, you know, in uh, full disclosure and and giving him his uh, just due, he only played you know through what four passes, obviously through the pick six against the Jets. We didn't see a lot of them, obviously, in the regular season. Right, and obviously we we can only go off of the little that we get to see from practice, and then it's pretty much what the players and what Bill Belichick say about Stidham, what they saw in his rookie season in practice, and for the most part it was overwhelmingly positive. So, again, we're, we're not going to really see a jump from rookie season to year two because we didn't see much in the rookie season. Year two is just going to be a major culture shock for Stidham, and it's whether or not he can handle the limelight. I think he can. I, I'm looking forward to uh, seeing him play, and I do think the Patriots are taking the right approach with him, setting the message out several times clearly to him that, look, uh, Jarrett, we loved the work you did for us off the field. Year number two is where it's got to translate to on the field, and I think that's without question been the message to the quarterback out of Auburn. How exciting, tracks. We haven't I – Yes, mean, I agree. My lifetime, essentially, I've never seen another quarterback uh, lead the Patriots other than Tom Brady. So we're entering unprecedented territory here. I'm pretty excited about it. Well, a, a couple of things. First of all, I love the fact Gus Malzahn says you've got a leader already in the locker room in, in uh, Jarrett Stidham. He knows how to lead, and the moment won't be too big for him on the field. Those are pr- pretty significant words of high praise coming from Gus Malzahn, his uh, coach at Auburn. Um, the other thing that I thought was uh, very interesting about uh, Stidham was the fact that uh, guys like Devin McCourty throughout the years or at the end of the year said some of our best practices came when he um, – some of our best games, I'm sorry, came when he had a very strong week of practice as the scout quarterback. And you know what that tells me, Sierra, that he has got a strong presence about him. Right. And my number five Patriots to prove in their second season is Juwan Williams, because this the secondary as a whole is extremely deep for the Patriots, but especially the cornerback position. I mean, he just couldn't find the field in his rookie season, and it was simply because you had Stephon Gilmore, John Jones, Jason McCourty, all these guys above him in the depth chart. Um, but he's going to have to carve out a role because those guys are all still there. There's still a really deep cornerback group, and I know there's some talk about whether or not he could make the transition to safety. That was even in discussion when he was drafted in 2019 because right. everyone was saying, you know, this cornerback group is loaded so I don't know the safety group is loaded as well they just got Kyle Duggar so I don't know if that's in the cards but John Williams is going to have to really go off in order to carve out a role for himself uh on this team in 2020 yeah and and again Jawan Williams is somebody who played some decent snaps on special teams but we just didn't see enough of him in critical game situations uh, I think to get a full feel for what he's capable uh, on the field. I was speaking with Sierra Goodwill, uh, host of Patriots Press Pass on our CLNS Media YouTube channel. Uh, she does a fabulous job covering the Patriots along with Evan Lazar for CLNSmedia.com. Follow her on Twitter at Sierra Goodwill, all one word. As I told you on Twitter, I'm finally doing something about my weight and my health. I found a solution for weight loss and it's Awaken 180. My friends in the media told me about Awaken 180. It's their go-to program to lose weight without killing yourself 
in the gym or taking any kind of medication. Just listen to the success stories. My boy, Kyle Draper, he dropped 30 pounds. Andy Grish dropped 105. And that's not it. Scott Zolak, Steve Logan, Dan Reeves, Dr. Laura R. Carmen, and add Cedric Maxwell to the list. It's only been about three weeks and I've already dropped about 15 pounds. Turn these trying times into a reason to get healthy like me. Call Awaken. Receive the same one-on-one coaching I'm getting at home or on Skype. Also access 1,000 recipes and tools you need to your weight loss from the company who has revolutionized the weight loss industry. Set up your first consultation today at awaken180weightloss.com. Speaking with Sierra Goodwill, uh, host of Patriots Press Pass on our CLNS Media YouTube channel. Uh, she does a fabulous job covering the Patriots along with Evan Lazar for CLNSmedia.com. Follow her on Twitter at Sierra Goodwill, all one word. Now we move on to five Patriots fighting for their roster spots. And I think this is the corollary to some of the players we were just talking about, Sierra. Uh, and I'm going to give you one name uh, that... I think he was actually very good in 2019 in the role they put him in, but Terrence Brooks in the secondary. Hey, he's my number one guy on the list. Hey, how about that? And we didn't even talk about that beforehand. We didn't, but I just mentioned Kyle Duggar, who obviously the Patriots think very highly of, used their first pick on him. McCourty's a lock to make the roster in 2020. I think I would be shocked personally if Patrick Chung didn't make the 53-man in 2020. So it's like... Where does Terrence Brooks fit in here? It could be a way for the Patriots to save a little money, but I do think Terrence Brooks will be fighting for his job come training camp. Anybody else on the defense? On the defense, I have Dietrich Wise. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, I yeah. like that one a lot. And to be honest, I thought he uh, fell off quite a bit last year. Yeah, and I just think the Patriots are shifting a little bit more towards athletic edge defenders, and he's kind of – he's not – the quickest, the speediest. He's a bigger guy. So I just think that Dietrich Wise with his subpar 2019 season is on the chopping block for sure. On the offensive side of the ball. Yeah, I've got three of them. Two of them in the running backs because, and it's mostly for a salary cap issue, and that's Brandon Bolden and Rex Burkhead. Bingo. Because if Damian Harris is going to make the jump that they expect him to, where he could potentially be competing for Sony Michelle as RB1, then why are the Patriots wasting so much money on Rex Burkhead and, and or Brandon Bolden? Um, obviously, Burkhead is a Patriot guy. He was Tom Brady's guy, but Bill Belichick really loves it. But I was talking to Evan Lazar about this a little bit, and the old Bill, I think, would have cut Rex Burkhead by now because – Obviously, he's a great player. He's done great things for this organization, but he is a major salary cap issue, and he he's not irreplaceable. So to kind of free up some cap space, I think the old Bill Belichick would have already said sayonara to Rex Burkhead, but because they have such respect for him, I think right now Bill Belichick has decided to approach things a little bit differently and keep him around. But Brandon Bolden and Rex Burkhead, I think, are in the same boat there a little bit. 
agree with that. And then while you were talking, I was looking up the uh, numbers on Rex Burkhead and his uh, cap for this year. His dead uh, his um, dead cap is one million bucks. Uh, his cap hit is almost four million. That's a ton, right. and right. it's three point nine million. And I think you're right on the money. I think the old Belichick would probably have cut him by now. But I think um, I don't. I think that uh, you only get that money if you cut him by June first. I don't know how his salary is structured, so I have to double check right. that. But certainly. His cap hit is uh, significant to the point where you wonder if the Patriots don't cut him. Belichick just values him as some uh, as a go-to guy um, in the backfield. Yeah, and before we get to our fifth one, I just want to backtrack for a quick second. I do think Damian Harris should also be on that list for Patriots with the most to prove in their second year because the amount of questions, Trags, we got last season yes. about watching Damian Harris <laughs> in the game. Is this the game that Damian Harris is finally going to be active on Sunday? And is he going to have an impact? And I do think in year two, he will have that impact and he could even potentially be a factor as a pass catcher as well. So I think Harris is definitely someone to look out for in year two. Okay. While we're on running backs, I got to tell you, Sony Michelle is somebody that I think you poll Patriot fans. They run almost 50, 50 hot and cold on the guy. Yeah. Yep, and I think he definitely suffers the most from the James Devlin retirement situation. <laughs> if you ask Sony, he literally says a lot of the time he just puts his head down and follows James. Um, so that's a big loss for him. And, I mean, you look at his 2019 season, his production was really up and down, hot and cold. All but over the place. That hot. So I get it. I think I think Sony Michelle is 50-50 on – himself on whether he shows up or doesn't. So uh, Damian Harris could give him a run for his money this season. I only think, I mean, I think only James White is the, the lock fire guarantee in that backfield yeah. going into 2020. The rest of them, I think you could throw in a hat and see how they shake out. And let's not forget uh, Jakob Johnson. I think he's going to play a bigger role and get a bigger opportunity uh, to show that he could help this team before he got injured last year. A lot of people thought Belichick included that he had made a huge, uh, dramatic uh, mm-hmm. stride in terms of uh, making an impression on the team. You know, he was called the 91st player on the roster uh, in training camp. And, you know, he suddenly became the starting fullback when James Devlin went down in game number two. Who else is on your list in the offense? Yes. So my fifth guy is Ryan Izzo. Because maybe the Patriots keep three tight ends, if that's the case. I think Matt Lacoste edges out Ryan Izzo. But we obviously know Devin Asiasi and Dalton Keene are two tight end locks on the 50-man yes, no roster. Question. Obviously, Patriots using uh, some significant draft picks to get the two of those as a little dual tight end tandem there. So I think Ryan Izzo is definitely on the chopping block because I just don't see the Patriots keeping four. They could even cut it down to just Asiasi and Keen on the 53-man, but I, if they are going to have some insurance at that position, I think Matt Lacoste is definitely the guy. Barring injury, of course. Uh, right. Those two are on the roster, no question. I just want to, uh, as we wrap up here uh, with Sierra Goodwill, uh, talk about some of the uh, stuff, uh, some of the videos you have on the uh, Patriots Press Pass on the CLNS Media uh, Patriots Press Pass YouTube page. Uh, what are your expectations on Chase Winovich in the second year? Will cornerback Jawan Williams see the field more in the second year? And 
One we did not talk about, will where will Kyle Duggar make an immediate impact? Yeah. So we got Evan Lazar uh, talked to Kyle Duggar's old positional coach from Lenore Ryan, and he had some glowing remarks. Obviously, when you look at Kyle Duggar, our as reporters, our immediate instinct was like, okay, he could cover tight ends. He could, he's playing that kind of role as a defensive back. But his, uh, old coach from Lenore Ryan said actually at free safety is where his en- most transferable NFL skills are and more where he's most NFL ready. Obviously he's packed on 50 plus pounds in his time at Lenore Ryan. He was a no star recruit pretty much coming out of high school and no division one offers at all. So he's made a ton of strides uh, and at free safety, his old coach and in talking to Evan, I think he could make an immediate impact. And then obviously punt returns. I mean, he's blossomed in college to a serious punt returner. I think he returned for six touchdowns and obviously the Patriots are always looking for some speed, some splash guy to return punts. Julian Edelman's getting a little banged up. So I think that Duggar could uh, really find a role with the special teams unit as well. Anything else on your calendar? Not much. Um, I think we're going to start doing, I think we're going to do a live mailbag at noon today with Evan Lazar and myself. If you want to drop your questions on our Twitter, um, we'll be happy to answer them live. Wow, that's uh, unique and interesting and uh, engaging the audience, as we like to say, Sierra. Exactly. Well, uh, it's been a pleasure talking with you. I do hope you pass along my uh, compliments to your mom for making uh, lovely face masks and Absolutely. face coverings, as yeah. we're calling them. Yes, she will appreciate it. Yes, and there was no insult uh, intended. You understand that, right? Of course, of course. Thanks, Sierra. Well, wanna, wanna thank everybody for downloading today's podcast. Thank our terrific guest, Sierra Goodwill. Also wanna thank our great sponsor, Awaken 180. For producer Mike Alonji and the founder of the network, Nick Gelso, this is Mike Petralia, and this has been the Patriots Beat Podcast, powered by CLNS Media. Hello, I'm Dan Lothian, host of the Behind the Media podcast on the CLNS Media Network. Along with Jimmy Young, we dive into the biggest media headlines each week with honest, informed, and sometimes irreverent perspectives. It's not all serious. We deliver information and entertainment. As we like to say on Behind the Media, we find the interesting in media so you don't have to go searching for it. Listen to our podcast and get prepped for the next trip to the water cooler. Subscribe to Behind the Media wherever you get your podcast. Or find us on www.clnsmedia.com.